I started talking about something and I'm dead serious about it. What the Lord said to me is we wasted a lot of time thinking we're praying, but we're not praying. And God feels that he doesn't want us to remain where we used to be. And he told me to speak to the church and I started on Sunday and I titled, bring up the slide, wishfulness, wishful thinking and prayer. Up on the screen it says, if we ask anything according to his will, that is consistent with his plan and purpose, that's when he hears us. I want to ask you this morning, what happens to the rest of the prayers? If it is when we pray according to his will, we pray things that are consistent with his plan and his purpose, that's when he hears us, what happens? As intelligent being, what happens to the rest of the prayers? Wishfulness may sound like prayer, it's not prayer. Wishful thinking and confession may sound like prayer, it is not prayer. May we not be talking and God not hearing in Jesus' name. I put up this um, thing, witchcraft is a new, witchcraft is a new witchcraft. And I posted it because I wanted to go around. This is the voice of the Lord saying, Wishcraft, when you're wishing something and you're crafting it into prayers, it is an art with which people craft their personal wishes that are not based on the word or the will of God. They craft them into mock prayers or mock prayer points. And a word is sufficient for the wise. You know, the Bible says God is not hard of hearing. God is not deaf. So you don't need to shout. And God does not have staccato hearing, so you need to repeat it 40 times before he hears once. No, you're giving the wrong impression about God. When my children are talking to me, I pay attention. And God is much better than I am as a father. I read to you the living Bible, 1 John 5, 14 to 15. I'm going to read it again to you. And it says, and we are sure of this, that he will listen to us whenever we ask him for anything in line with his will. And if we really know he is listening when we talk to him and make our request, then, then and only then, we can be sure that he will answer us. It is then and only then you can be sure. May we not waste any time anymore thinking we're praying may we get it right in jesus name i read to you james 4 verse 3 the contemporary english version it says yet even when you do pray even when you eventually get to pray <laughs> your prayers are not answered because you pray just for selfish reasons so let's audit what we're praying for so that we don't waste time the sad thing about when you're wasting time is you don't even know you're wasting time. Time they go. Many people cannot afford to waste any more time. That's what this is all about. The Amplified of the same scripture says, you ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives out of selfishness or with an unrighteous 
agenda so that when you get what you want you may spend it on your hedonistic desires and I spelled out what hedonistic means because yes it's a bit highfalutin hedonistic means selfish self-centered self-serving self-absorbed self-obsessed and self-indulgent desires God does not spend himself granting hedonistic desires he will never do that and there's a voice particularly in nigeria that makes you know the average nigeria thinks he's smarter than everybody can i get a witness have you not noticed that nigerians think they're smarter than everybody when they want to do something they think my staff think they're smarter than me my children think they're smarter than me on the road everyone thinks they're smarter than me. and that's what the same attitude we carry to god in prayer you think you cannot smart god the way you craft your prayer zero before you started thinking about it he knew what you're going to say you know what deception is deception is you believe in what you're doing but it is not going to work satan has deceived us when we shout in prayer it means god is hearing no sir this is how god hears somebody ought to be glad that god is revealing to us this trick of the enemy that keeps us busy and we have little or no testimonies second timothy 3 verse 2a the message bible says as the end approaches and we're at the end now people are going to be self-absorbed money hungry and self-promoting the amplified classic says for people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered utterly self-centered utterly self-centered lovers of money and aroused by inordinate greedy desire for wealth we need to check ourselves when we go into prayer room may we not be hey, acting out the script the enemy has written so that we labor sweat in prayer and nothing comes out of it can you say amen to that I'm just recapping last week and I, I gave you Proverbs 15 verse 29, the message Bible. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. God keeps his distance from the wicked. He closely attends to the prayers of who? Of God loyal people. He closely attends to the prayers of people that sold out on God. So when you pray and God's will is not factored in. Why should God answer your prayer? When you pray and you are not the God's word, you refuse to pay attention. Like I told you yesterday, if you pray for it not to be well with your neighbor, God can never answer that prayer. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Why will God answer the prayer? Save your time. You might as well go and sleep. You're wasting your time. May we not feel busy running about the place fasting on what God is not going to attend to but this morning I want to bring you the word very short and straight to the point to wrap this up that I entitled not every prayer is a prayer and not every sacrifice is a sacrifice 
Not every prayer is a prayer and not every sacrifice is a sacrifice. Matthew 6, 7 to 18, New Century Version, up on the screen. It says, and when you pray, don't be like those who don't know God. Don't be like them. At least you claim you know God. They continue saying things that mean nothing. I start again. And when you pray, we're talking about prayer here. And we should pray, don't be like those people who don't know God. In grace assembly, my duty is to teach you about God. These people continue saying things that mean nothing. No value. Thinking that God will hear them because of their many words. Don't be like them. Prayer is about communicating with God. Talking to God doesn't necessarily mean you're communicating with God. Prayer is about communicating. I can be talking to you, but I'm not communicating. And I stand there two hours talking and hear nothing. Talking to God doesn't necessarily mean you're communicating with him. Stand to your feet. Let us pray. Let me read the same scripture to you again, the lead scripture in the message translation of the Bible so that we start communicating with God. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors. Can I get a witness? I want your attention. I am reading the Bible. So when you see a lot of prayer, prayer, prayer going on, it has been prophesied. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They are full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques of getting what you want from God. Of getting, of getting what you want from God. The Bible says, don't fall for that nonsense. My prayer is we will not tabernacle at what God calls nonsense. Because not every prayer is a prayer and not every sacrifice is a sacrifice. Father, this morning, help us to open our hearts and not remain in the tradition that Jesus walked away from. Help us to move in the spirit so that whilst we're speaking, you will hear us. Whilst we're asking, you will answer. The Bible says, before you speak, I will hear you. Whilst you're speaking, I will answer you. So that we move from the place of toiling to the place of communicating and receiving from God. I pray for everybody here. That the spirit of religion and tradition, I arrest and I cast out in the name of the Lord Jesus. That we can come into the frequency of loving communication and living in the miraculous the rest of the days of our lives. Thank you, Father Lord. So it is in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I'm going to be quick. Is somebody listening this morning? My late scripture, New Century Version says, and when you pray, don't be like those who don't know God. They continue saying things that mean nothing, thinking that God will hear them because of their many words. The advice is don't be like them. The message Bible says the world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are actually prayer ignorant. 
Claiming to be something does, is not the same as being that thing. It says these people are full of formulas and programs and advice peddling techniques of getting what you want from God. The word getting there is like pricing something out of somebody's hands. It says don't fall for that nonsense. The word fall is the word that talks about the position when you're deceived. When Satan deceives you, you fall. Don't fall for that nonsense. Why do I say not every prayer is a prayer and not every sacrifice is a sacrifice? God answers prayers. He doesn't answer nonsense. Psalm 18 verse 26, the NIV talks about when you pray nonsense. It says, to the pure, you show yourself pure, but to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You know, when you craft witchcraft, which is witchcraft, and you try and present it to God as prayer, God will say, is that it? Then you show yourself shrewd. There are two sides to God. There's a God that blesses and the God that deals with you. Because you think you're too smart. The Passion Translation says, For those who are purified, they, they find you always pure. But you outwit the crooked and cunning with your craftiness. It says, When you come at me with craftiness, I will show you craftiness. When you come at me with prayer, I will show you goodness. May we get the good side of God in Jesus' name. God's word says, with pure people, you are pure. In dealing with devious people, you are clever. So not every prayer is a prayer. And not every sacrifice is a sacrifice. Imagine you make a huge sacrifice and God says nonsense. Imagine if you went to the mountain for seven days and God says, you're wasting time. And somebody prayed in his room or even in the shower and God answers that one. Can I tell you something? It is not true that God does not want to answer prayer. It's not true. If he's not answering, we should check what kind of prayer we're praying. You know that shouting for 14 days you know what the angel told Daniel? He said, from the first time you spoke, God heard you and sent me. You know this prayer warrior, prayer ignorant nonsense that's going on? It's very African. Yeah. It's crafted because that's how we are. But that's not how God is. Let me ask, how many are parents? Lift up your hands to God. Let me see your hand. If your children want something good, something you're happy about, something that's according to your will, how long will it take you to hear? Answer now. How long will it take you to hear? God says, if you, being evil, know how to give good things to your children, how much more me? We have not made God look good. Me, God has delivered me. When I pray, I will receive an answer. This 
word I didn't learn from anybody. The Holy Spirit says, sit down. Let me show you what is wrong. There's a virus in our prayer life and our prayer style. And I'm running, running the antivirus to take it out. And God is helping us. Not every prayer is a prayer. Not every sacrifice is a sacrifice. Bring up 2 Samuel 24, 24. You're going to see something. You're going to see something. How many of you remember the story of when David wanted to build an altar to the Lord and he was led to go to the wine press of a man? And the man says, take it for free. This is the story. But the king said to Aruana, Arauna, no, I've got to buy it from you for a good price. He's talking about land. I'm not going to offer God, my God, sacrifices that are no sacrifice. Let me tell you the story. Something went wrong in Israel. People started dying. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord came down and stood by the wine press of Arauna. Meaning this is where I want you to bring the sacrifice. The angel of the Lord stood there and David saw it and went to the owner and says, I need this your wine press eh? to plead with the Lord. I want to build an altar. The man said, eh? No, take it for free. Hey. No wonder the Bible says David was a man after God's heart. Anybody else will have said, ah, a wolf, I take it. He knew God. Mm -mm. He says, I will pay the full price. I'm not going to offer God, my God, sacrifices that are not sacrifice. Do you know some worship? We call them sacrifice of praise, sacrifice of worship. If you are worshiping in the wrong way, it's not a sacrifice. If you are distracted, it's not a sacrifice. If you give God what you will not give to your own children, it's not a sacrifice. In the book of Malachi, it says, will you give a, 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 a ram that with a broken horn to your governor? Will you not reject it? How do you dare it? do it with me? I'm quoting the Bible. Don't let anybody tell you you can do anything and God is so needy that he's going to take it from you. He's called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me read the full text from verse 23 to 24, 2 Samuel 24. God is blessing us in grace assembly because he's not allowing us to remain deceived. Arauna says, I give it all to the king and may God, your God, act in your favor because he knew something serious needed to be done. But the king said to Aranoa, no, I've got to buy it from you for a good price. I am not amongst people who do this. I am never going to offer God, my God, sacrifices that are no sacrifice. So David bought the threshing floor and the ox paid out 50 shekels of silver. He built an altar to God there and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. Listen to this. God was moved by the prayers and that was the end of the disaster. What if he did something else? 
The Bible says the heathen think they heard for much speaking. When they asked the Lord, how should we pray? Luke 11 verses 1 to 2, we saw the model prayer. Bible says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he sees, they watched him. One of the disciples, and I hope there are disciples under the sound of my voice. They did not assume they knew how to pray. And they used to pray before they asked this question. They grew up in the culture of the Jews. And this is what I wish people would do when they come to church to renew your knowledge and upgrade your understanding. And they still said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Amazing that they had to ask. When last do you ask, how should I pray? A lot of us cannot be taught, cannot be corrected. You've been doing the same thing the same way for 10 years. When you come to church, you should be upgraded. That's why the Bible says, draw near to hear. If you don't hear, you can't learn. Otherwise, you give the sacrifice of fools. A sacrifice, there is no sacrifice. So Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My submission is that the real prayer, the correct prayer that God has, hears and answers is the one that says thy will be done on earth and thy will be done in my life also. Never pray outside the will of God. Never attempt to believe you can do it by yourself. With that, I'm done. I'm going to ask you to please stand to your feet. Father, I pray this morning that the upgrading of the church in Nigeria particularly will do us good to the point that the most church nation and the nation that prays the most will not continue to be an embarrassment. When we place our prayer and our nation side by side, what a shame. May the words of our mouth from today and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in prayer before you. May people not look at us and say, after all, you are the Christians. After all, you, are the biggest, you have the biggest churches in the world. Let it be that who we are translates to affect every situation of our lives. And for those who struggle to be taught, Father, help them to understand that unless we retain a teachable spirit, we may go and journeys of futility. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity. I pray that the result between now and the next Thanksgiving service will be awesome to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you.